On this podcast, we get to learn about all sorts of weird topics. Oh, yeah, I enjoy very much our deep dives on the unusual and strange stories that we cover. Today, we're exploring a topic that takes us to the bottom of the sea. So it is in time for another deep dive, Ooh, if you will. It's good. Thank you. We're going to be discussing the best sort of topic today, a cancelled military experiment that many didn't know about until years later. <laughs> they are the best kind of topics. Remember bat bombs? Uh-huh. We've done all sorts of things. That There's a whole list of like weird military things that we, we will eventually all get to because they're, mm-hmm. they are endless, <laughs> basically. The project in question for today, though, is C-Lab, in which the U.S. Navy created experimental underwater habitats. Of course, this took place in the 1960s. This is the most 1960s thing I can think of. And it was designed to work out the issues associated with saturation diving. You may be asking, what is saturation diving? Isn't all diving wet? Well, saturation diving (laughs) is a technique used by divers to reduce the risk of decompression sickness, which arises when a diver ascends back to the surface. This is commonly known as the bends, and it's caused by the release of gas bubbles in a person's bloodstream, which can lead to joint pain, rashes, and even death. It's a big jump from, like, my knees a little sore till I'm dead. Yeah. There's a a lot of space in there. Will it bend? Uh, If you come up too quickly, yes, you will. Mm -hmm. In saturation diving, divers remained in a pressurized environment for up to like multiple weeks at a time, as we'll talk about. This environment can be underwater or even at the surface, but the divers remain in a pressurized suit while entering and leaving the water. So they only have to decompress back to atmospheric pressure one time. In other words, the divers have some sort of habitat that is kept pressurized and they work in a pressurized suit when they're in the water to make it safe to stay under for extended periods of time. Bingo. The best part is that divers working like this are often called aquanauts, which is a very good job title. Uh, The first aquanaut was Robert Stenu, who spent 24 hours on board a tiny one-man cylinder which was 200 feet under the surface of the French Riviera. Russia's Navy had developed a program to get divers over 900 feet below the surface as well. That seems pretty deep to me. Spoiler alert, it is. (laughs) So let's talk about Sea Lab. Sea Lab 1 was lowered off the coast of Bermuda on July 20th, 1964 to a depth of 192 feet. It involved four divers who were to stay submerged for three weeks, but a tropical storm cut the experiment short, which of course it did because it's in Bermuda. Yeah. All the bad things happen in Bermuda, right? Don't have a weird experimental military system in place in in Bermuda. Don't do it. Unless you want to make it disappear. That's true. So no one can find it. Mm. That's why you do it in Bermuda. Man, we did that episode in 2016. That's a long time ago. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. Did we, We've we done an episode on the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, episode nine. Wow. I was just about to say, we should do an episode about the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> you, well, again, everything about the Bermuda Triangle gets lost. That's right, including your memory of talking about it with me. Exactly. God, that episode should just, just 404. God, that would be good, wouldn't it? I know it would like. I know you'd hate that. Yes. But as an Easter egg, like just you press play, nothing happens. Genius. You hit play and your computer disappears from your desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the ultimate 1960s twist, C Lab One was commanded by Captain George F. Bond. His nickname, Papa Topside. I would not complain about being called that. What, pa- George F. Bond or Papa Topside? 
Both, actually. <laughs> His last name is Bond. He's in the Bermuda Triangle in a secret Navy installation. It's so cool. This guy seems so cool to me. He's also called Papa Topside. Uh, Papa Topside's team stayed under for 11 days and it only surfaced once at the end of their stay. It proved that such extended periods of time were, in fact, viable. The Sea Lab 1 habitat is now on display at the Museum of Man in the Sea, which is very specific, very. in Panama City Beach, Florida, and was restored several years ago. You want to go see it? Yeah, I think we should add it to our world tour, okay. which I guess starts with the world's smallest skyscraper. It's true. It does. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by Moo. Moo is an online print and design company specializing in customizable business cards, postcards, stickers, and more for your business. And if you're new to Moo, you can order a free sample pack on their website, moo.com, so you can see what their products look like and hold them in your hand. They offer a full suite of products, including business cards, postcards, invitations, letterheads, stickers, flyers, and more, so you can seamlessly promote yourself and your brand. And you can count on Moo's quality. And they have super cool touches, like a new gold foil finish, silver foil finish, raised spot gloss, letterpress. All of these little touches help you stand out. If you don't fancy designing your own card, Moo has templates for business cards inspired by their most creative customers. And they have new luxurious hardcover notebooks that feature a Swiss binding so every page lays flat, which I absolutely love. And they're made with premium paper that is protected by a tough tactile cover. Mike, I have my Moo business cards right here. I have a handful of them here. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, I've yeah. used these for years. I hand them out. They're really thick and heavy. They always make a good impression. Go to Moo.com and use the code PRINTMOO to get 15% off orders of $50 or more. That's Moo.com and the code PRINTMOO for 15% off any order of $50 or more. Our thanks to Moo for their support of Ungenius and all of Relay FM. The next year, C Lab 2 was launched. It was larger and included some uh, nicer amenities, including hot showers and a refrigerator for a broader selection of food to be kept under the sea. It was deployed off the coast of Southern California at a depth of 205 feet. Its location ended up being on a slope on the seafloor, so it earned the nickname the Tilton Hilton. God, that was so... This team... This team was just the best at nicknames, right? Mm-hmm. Papa Topside. I wonder if Papa Topside was ever in Tilton Hilton. Papa Topside also helped with C-Lab 2, so I think he was around. Of course, of course. Three teams stayed in C-Lab 2 for 15 days each, with Mercury astronaut Scott Carpenter staying for a month. He took a call from President Johnson, but was in a decompression chamber full of helium, so the call was mostly <laughs> unintelligible, but I bet brilliant. <laughs> Why would you plan the call when you're in that room? Why would you do it? Maybe, maybe the call just came, you know? Yeah, the president calls, you always answer, I guess. The teams took part in physical and mental testing and worked to uh, test new tools and methods for working underwater. They had an assistant in the form of a bottlenosed dolphin named Tuffy. Tuffy was on loan to Sea Lab from the United States Navy Marine Mammal Program. This is too much to do now. Like, I can't <laughs> yeah. explain why all of this. Uh, a different time. But Tuffy was supposed to ferry supplies between the surface, the Sea Lab 2 module, and various divers. But Tuffy, let's say, wasn't 100% reliable, probably oh, no. because Tuffy was a dolphin. Uh, but thankfully, uh, therefore, Tuffy was never called upon to rescue a diver, which is good. 
Because Tuffy wouldn't have done it. <laughs> you want reliability when it comes to search and rescue underwater. Mm-hmm. In 1969, Sea Lab 3 was lowered to a depth of 610 feet. Five teams of nine divers each had planned to spend 12 days in the habitat. That's a lot of people for a lot of time. Indeed. However, this might have been the problem because Sea Lab 3 faced a ton of issues. The habitat soon began to leak. Four divers were sent to repair it, but they were unsuccessful. During the second attempt, Aquanaut Barry L. Cannon, what the names, uh, unfortunately, Barry died due to equipment failure. Barry had a great name, um, but unfortunately... Uh, did not did not make it back. After the accident, the other divers were in their week-long decompression program when it was discovered that repeated attempts were made to sabotage their air supply. Eventually, an armed guard was posted at the decompression chamber and the men were recovered safely. The star psychiatrist identified a possible suspect. Believe it or not, it was Tuffy. <laughs> no, well, come on. No, Don't blame no. Tuffy for this. <laughs> no, it was not Tuffy. Well, nobody knows. No charges were made, perhaps to keep the story away from the public. I think because it was Tuffy. It wasn't Tuffy. It was definitely Tuffy. Sea Lab 3 was then canceled, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, the remaining four teams never visited the module, which was then abandoned on the seabed. Of course it was. Probably for the best. Definitely cursed. Tuffy rules it now. That's where Tuffy lives. Sea Lab 3. <laughs> the kingdom of Tuffy. The kingdom of Tuffy. <laughs> <laughs> Our thanks to Wit for sending this in. If you have more interest in this topic, we have a bunch of links in the show notes. Relay.fm slash ungenius slash 90. You can read more about Sea Lab, saturation diving, decompression sickness, which is like a whole thing that we just spent two sentences on, but it's a really long article. Uh, a whole lot more. While you're there, you, a couple of things you can do. You can send us an email with suggested topics, or you can do that over on Twitter. The show is at Ungeniest. You can find Michael on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E, and you can find me there as I-S-M-H. And until next time we hang out with Papa Topside, Mike, say goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. <laughs>